0: Hi, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks Podcast, and I'm here today with Juliana Hatfield talking about your upcoming album, Blood, and probably a lot of other stuff. Um, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm enjoying
1: a light snowfall here in Massachusetts. It's yes,
0: nice. yes, that's awesome. I'm in Massachusetts also. So, Where are you exactly? I live in Onset over by uh, Buzzards Bay. So. Oh,
1: sort of like near, are you near Marion? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah.
0: hmm Oh, cool. By the beach.
1: Right. By the nice. beach.
0: I was in New York, and then I fled to the beach. <laughs> uh
1: uh-huh. I, un- I totally understand
0: the urge to go near the beach. Yes. Well, I grew up here, so it's, you know. It's one of those uh-huh. things that happen. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I, I understand. Yes, yes. So let's start by talking about um, your album uh, coming out in May, right? Uh, can you share a little mm-hmm. bit about the direction of the album or, or what was the creative thought that sort of sparked it for you? Well, when
1: when everything shut down a year ago, I took that opportunity to finally learn how to record onto my laptop. Computer. I learned how to. I f- figured out how to work with GarageBand, which is you know the built-in recording system on my Mac, and it it was something that I had been meaning to do, but I just kept putting it off because I hate technology and I don't like engineering. But I had to keep. I wanted to record, and the studio was shut down, and so I finally. I forget what your question was, but,
0: um, oh yeah, the record, the record. So,
1: so I think with help from a friend in Connecticut who was kind of like helping me troubleshoot when things would, issues would arise with GarageBand, I, I recorded, I ended up recording most of the album into my laptop and it was just that I, I was just trying to figure out how to record. And then, um, so I was writing songs. As that was hap-
0: as that process of learning was happening, and I was putting the songs together that way. And, and so, um, did you like what? Did, what did you learn about yourself in that process as a writer or, or, or an artist? I mean, I, I think it's so interesting because we've all had to, <laughs> to learn a lot of skills we didn't want to have to do. <laughs> but well,
1: yeah. um, I guess I learned to have more faith in my ideas because when i was um writing i was i was at first i wasn't writing whole songs i was just like coming up with scraps of you know chord progressions or little melodic things riffs which is what i usually do but usually i i will you know work them up into whole songs before i start recording but but this time I was just starting out with these scraps, and I would send them to my friend in Connecticut, this guy Jed Davis. And he, I would just throw him what I thought were scraps. I'm like, here, here's a garbage riff, because he would ask for them. He'd like send me whatever you think is nothing, and I'm gonna and I'll mess around with them. And so he helped to sort of structure some um, songs around what I thought were like discarded garbage riffs. And and um, like this, there's a song called Chunks, which was a little a short riff but the thing that i loved about it was the the guitar sound it was making between the chords it was like a chunky like Mm. and i told him i like that and he took that and he made that a riff and that became the basis of the song chunks and so uh, then i was like oh he used the chunk and now the chunk is the song and so
0: then i wrote a song
1: that's cool yeah and chunks became a lyrical concept
0: Uh uh-huh you know that's so interesting because as a, I'm a writer myself too, and like when you have those pieces that you think might be something, to be able to just give them to somebody somebody else and say, yeah, see what you can make heads or tails of this. That's um, kind of a cool, you know, handoff, and then you get it back, and you're like, okay, now I can add my next thought to the process. Yeah, it's great
1: because you because you get the perspective of someone who's pretty much totally objective and. And you can see your work through new eyes. Like mm-hmm. you, you, I, I, it made me able to appreciate things that I thought were garbage. And so now I just have. I mean, I already, I always knew that. Um, I could always make something out of every scrap because that's how I have. I have like tons and tons of scraps, and I don't erase them because I know that at some point I could go back and. Look through the scraps and find things that I could build into something.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting too. In that, some every once in a while, one of those scraps will pop up in your mind, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, let me go back and
1: yeah, listen to that thing." Yeah, they're like <laughs> some of them are some of them are hard to forget. They just they just like get in your brain, and and it, they're like um, they nag at you. Like mm-hmm. you have to go, you have to go revisit them. Maybe that's good. they want. It's like yeah. they want. It's like something yeah. wants
0: to be written. Right. Those niggly ones, they want to be born. They're like, hey, yeah. don't forget about me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which means that, you know, they might have a meaning for other people, too. Like, if you don't forget it, then that's yeah. a good start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, you know, I, I've been re- reading and listening to your new album. And, you know, um, there's a lot of language that talks about it being um, this, you know, upbeat, but also thought provoking and, you know, having lots of concern and, and deeper thoughts. Can can you share a little bit about, you know, that aspect of the project? About which aspect? About it, you know, it's sort of feeling upbeat, but it being about, you know, material that's, you know, more serious and, you know, probably reflective of what's going on in the world right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it might be one of my darkest albums. Um, thematically or um, lyrically maybe one of the most misanthropic and the least, having the least faith in humanity Mm. Um, it's really dark if you listen to the words but um, but I just have this instinct to make joyful melodies and, and pretty chords and that's just like I mean I mix it up with grime and dirt but I do just, I I feel like singing and playing guitar and keyboard is such a—it's um, like a, jo- a joyful thing to do. It's very playful, it can be really childlike when you're just playing around and coming up with ideas. I feel—I feel like a, a free child, and so I, n- I never really lose the sense that it's a beautiful, wonderful thing to do. But the other part of me, the dark adult part of me. Can see all the bad stuff that goes on in the world, and mm. that's that's just what was on my mind when I was. I mean, not just in the world, but even in myself. You know, it's not. I don't think the album's very, um,
0: very complimentary to myself either. Hmm. that's interesting. Do you think like being home and and sort of? I guess we're we're all in this like weird echo chamber of you know, what the news is sharing with us and what we're experiencing and what we hear going on in the world. Do do you think that sort of seeped into um, your creative process as well?
1: I don't think the isolation had an effect on me because I've, I always have lived a kind of an isolated life. Like I, I I prefer a little bit of isolation. Mm -hmm. I've always preferred living alone and being alone. So so no, it ha- it wasn't like I was suddenly having to confront my thoughts and feelings. I'm 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 usually alone. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um yeah, but I think what was going on in the country and the world in the past year in particular and then the you know the, f- the last 4 years in general was definitely on my mind and 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 everyone I think a lot of people are having have been having a really hard time the past few years, but, and with the last year in particular. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, that that all made
0: it into the music. Right, right. Let's talk about like the latest single called "Muffle of Blood." Can you share a bit about your inspiration for that song in particular?
1: Uh, well, musically, it just—I think it was like a very Julianne Hatfield type of a song. It's like a very Going back to the Blake Babies, it's very typical of what I do instinctively, like very melodic with some sing-songy kind of chorus, pretty catchy, pretty chords. Mm -hmm. But um, the lyrics, lyrically I was thinking about how everyone has to be so careful these days about the words that come out of their mouths. Um, because it's just like everything is scrutinized, you know, there's so much, there's so many ways, so many places a person can speak, so many, so many outlets for opinions and, you know, social media and all kinds of news, quasi news outlets. It's just like, um, you know, blogs, everyone's just always talking and, um, and your words can come back and bite you if you're not
0: Hmm.
1: you know if you're not really careful I think it's just about the idea that everyone has to well people are kind of made to um be careful about what they say like there's there's a line that says there's no freedom in expression or or um if I say what I want to say it might get me killed you know like Mm -hmm. if if you have if you have opinions that are not um I'm losing my. I can't think of the words, um, which makes sense. Trying to talk about this song because I don't <laughs> want to say the wrong thing. You know, I don't. It's like it's just like I've had experience with, um things that I've said that were quoted, came yeah. back to bite me in the ass because mm-hmm. maybe I didn't. Um, maybe I just like was a little too candid, or I said something controversial, and I. I mean, I understand. I understand that it's good to think before you speak, but if you um, make a mistake, it can really, um, you can be.
0: Yeah, you it can, can be really yeah, dangerous. Yeah, and, it you can. Know, you, I think yeah. it's interesting, too. Like, it, it, not only can we make mistakes or, or, you know, be afraid to speak, but then sometimes you're criticized for not speaking, which yeah, is that's, like the whole other that's... side of it
1: yeah I mean, I guess that's all part of what I was thinking about when I was writing it and
0: yeah. and and um it's hard to navigate it's, <laughs> what It's very hard to navigate right now it is it's yeah. like it's
1: even hard for me to talk about it it's hard mm. and there are songs you know there are songs that I've written and where I think. Oh my god, the songs going to get me killed. If you know, when someone hears some of the songs on Pussycat, my album from mm-hmm. a few years ago, I, when I was singing them, I was like, this song's going to get me killed because of the maybe some harsh language or harsh ideas or dark, true expression in the songs and I I just feel glad that I'm not a super duper celebrity big time star because I think it's probably even more more pressure on those yeah. kind of people because they ha- they really have Um, a lot of visibility and scrutiny and you just have people have to really i i guess it's always been that way if you're with the big huge celebrities they have to kind of publicists have to intervene and speak for them so they don't get themselves into trouble it's just more extreme these days where uh, like everyone on the street is getting into trouble for (laughs) for speaking
0: yeah it's uh it's tricky very tricky I'm with you now, yep. I'm glad I'm not a big, huge celebrity. <laughs> celebrity, I don't want anybody scrutinizing every word I say. That's for sure. Yeah, it's um, got to be a lot of pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure. So, as a writer, I was reading that you you start with melody. Is that your? What's your typical process for? There, kind of getting a song. As going? a songwriter, yeah. songwriting. Yeah. I,
1: I usually just pick up an acoustic guitar and start playing. And usually it starts with a few chords, a chord progression or a riff. And then once I have some little bit of something, I'll start coming up with melodies. And then after after that, I start to try to put a form and a structure together. And it's always, melody always comes before words. So um, later in the process, it's... Um, it's uh me trying to fit words into the hmm. into these really strict melodies, and it becomes like a kind of puzzle to try to fit words into the melodies that exist yeah it's
0: that, interesting it, it, and you know it's interesting to think about melody inspiring like what does this song want to say um
1: i don't I don't know that I let melody influence the Hmm. subject matter I think that the subject that's how my songs have this juxtaposition between joyful melody and pretty chords and then really some harsh violent imagery I think I I don't bother with caring about if the subject matter makes sense tonally with the music I don't really care about that I actually like the juxtaposition of the dark and the light together
0: right yeah okay that's cool um, you know, I was thinking about your your last album was uh, your Police um Songs album. And I was thinking about um, you know, how is interpreting the songs of others affected your own songwriting? Did it have an effect?
1: I someone else asked me that the other day and I I don't think it's had much of an effect on me because I feel like I've been doing what I do for so long that I I understand that I have certain mm-hmm. knack for doing what i do or a sh- i have a shtick or something i mean it's not fake it's what it's just what it's like a very organic sound and process that i have come to understand is just part of my dna so right so recording other people's songs does not really affect my style i feel like the, what really happened to me was that i put Myself, my style into other people's songs. Yeah. So I feel like I am influencing
0: those songs rather than the other way around. Right. What sort of gravitated you towards, like the police and Olivia Newton-John? Like to do a whole album—that's a commitment. Like, are you are you a fan? Well, (laughs) yeah, of course I was.
1: They were they were two artists that were really um, much loved by me when I was in when I was younger when I was a Mm -hmm. kid Mm -hmm. and I got just, I was passionately really, really in love with both of those bands or or, artists. And, and, and then I, over time I would go, I would go back and listen sometimes. And I still, I still felt that, um, the pleasure listening to them. Like it didn't, it didn't fade. I don't, I don't think Mm -hmm. that, the music has lost any of its appeal for me, and so then when I was deciding I wanted to do an album of covers, it was like um, I chose um, artists that were very important to me when I was trying to become my own self, and my mm-hmm. own, and when I was trying to make my own music. I just it was it was like a way to pay tribute to artists that were really. Inspir- inspirational to me mm-hmm. like I want to just like show, show my love for for these artists
0: I guess yeah that's cool and I th- I sort of feel like when you go back and revisit you know something that really inspired you you know back in the day it, it introduces it to new listeners and you can kind of share what, your inspiration in your early years with others and that's kind of cool too
1: yeah and when I was recording the police stuff in the studio, um one of the interns was like probably i don't know like nineteen or twenty years old, and he was saying that my listening to my versions as I recorded them that those were the that was the first time he had ever heard the song, mm. and then that made him want um go and explore listening to the police to the originals, so I definitely turn someone on yeah early please
0: it's so weird to me too to think though like oh wow i mean that's happened to me actually where i've heard a cover didn't know there was another earlier version and you're like wait oh, what yeah. this isn't the first time that this has been recorded it's so it's such an interesting yeah, that thing ha-
1: yeah that's always like such a, a mind fuck when that happens yeah it's like yeah. it's like really does it messes up your brain <laughs>
0: But kind of in a good way, because it forces you yeah, to yeah. explore and yeah, think it's about like, it. it
1: yeah. yeah, it opens up your mind to the idea that what you thought was true is not necessarily yeah. the whole reality. Right, right.
0: Yeah, that, that's cool. Um, you know, uh, I was also thinking about your experience recording this new album in this different way. Like, do you think you're going to carry over some of that process into, like, your your next project, um, now that you've sort of approached I, creating in a new way? I, I do think I will, even though it might
1: not be the most practical way in terms of time, because at home I'm I'm much more slow. You know, there are days when I work for an hour, and that's it, an hour a day. Mm-hmm. But in the studio, I'm on the clock, so it's like chunks of 12 hour days in a row, and I have to be in there 12 hours a day working, or you know, I'm wasting money so but at home um it's definitely cheaper to record at home which is a big draw kind of nice (laughs) Um, i just i just have to not be so lazy about like it's like it takes me it took me a really long time to get the album done because
0: Mm. i'm not i'm not
1: working all day every day Mm.
0: Yeah, now if you could just take that mindset and apply it to doing it at home then I know you'd be but golden. it just
1: doesn't it doesn't have it doesn't happen because I'm I get so easily burned out by just the engineering aspect of it. Yeah. The hate I hate having to deal with all the stuff that you have to deal with which is not just the playing of the music. Yeah. I'm with you. The technology, I, I hate love it. it <laughs> yeah, I don't either.
0: Yeah. It's a necessary it. evil. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, um, congratulations on the new album. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it, and I think, think it's going to spark some interesting conversations. Uh, I, I'm excited for it to get out in the world in a couple months.
1: Well, thank you, and thanks for um, talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about anything coming up, or... Anything? Any other thoughts about no, your project? When is this? When is this going to be? Uh, it's probably going to be running uh, mid March. Um, no, I'm okay. I think I, I think I said enough. Yes, you said enough. We will yeah. let people anticipate future news that they don't yeah. know about right now. Okay.
1: Oh <laughs> well, nothing. Nothing else really happening.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, really great to talk to you. And, and take care. Enjoy the snowy day. You too. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.